When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Way to go to the bullpen. Amber Wilson having technical difficulties. She'll be back with us tomorrow. So we went in with a lefty. Michael Rothstein from ESPN's NFL Nation joins us now here for the next two hours on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, and look, we are presented in part by Progressive Insurance. We might need insurance for the two of us together. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. <laughs> Thanks for spending part of your evening with us. And, and, and Michael, we were going to dive into Eagles-Bucks overreaction, but uh, when, you, when you're – when you're involved in covering games every weekend, you know, and you know, preparing for major league baseball postseason and this and that, I you, you miss certain things, right? <laughs> I had no earthly idea, and, and look, our producers, Josiah, you know, Rachel behind the scenes, Mike Urinaga, our boss, they're like, "Well, stay on point, stay on target, stay on target." Now, hell, we're staying on target. <laughs> I mean, I just found something out that I had no idea about, so the hell with it. I'm calling an audible right now. What the hell is this Toy Story thing <laughs> at, at, that I had no idea about? I mean, I look again. I got a seventeen-year-old and a fifteen-year-old. I know they're a little older, but Toy Story hits all generations. And so you're not going to London this weekend with the Falcons. No, you I'm cover not. The Falcons day in day out. But you you were explaining to me about some Toy Story version that you won't be watching because you actually well, still have to write about the game. But, so what is this Toy Story okay. thingamajigger that's going on in the NFL? So, yeah. So, no, there's an alternate broadcast on ESPN Plus on Sunday for the Jaguars and the Falcons, which will be at Wembley Stadium in London. And there's an alternate broadcast that will be essentially a Toy Story broadcast, Ian, which is, you know, some of the characters from Toy Story, animated players, the whole deal. I actually talked with one of the Falcons players who did a couple of interviews for... Uh, this, this, uh, you know, this alternate broadcast, and he's super excited about it. He's like, this might get kids well, who are into football. I mean, you can say oh, it's the, it was the punter, Bradley Pinion, because kickers and punters are very, very involved. Yes. Listen, I covered the Falcons and the Lions back when I covered the Lions in 2014 in the UK at Wembley, and I can tell you that is the most attention that Matt Prater and Sam Martin got all season long because in the UK, they're all about kicking balls, so they're excited about the kickers and the yeah, punters the and hang football. times. Right. Yes. Premier League. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Listen, you know, uh, D-Led, who co- D-Orlando Ledbetter, who covers the Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He loves timing the hang times on the punt. This is going to be the week where he can actually get the most attention because they're going to be wanting to know the hang times on the punt. It's going right, to be so, a big week on, on the social medias for him. So this... Toy Story is an actual broadcast, which, by the way, is genius by the NFL, appealing to a younger generation. But I, I had no clue. I mean, I had, yeah. I had no idea this was going on. I had oh, no, I'm no excited. Idea. I, I will have it probably on a second or third screen because, like you said, I do have to pay attention to the traditional broadcast, which our great Chris Fowler, Dan Orlovsky, Lewis Riddick, Laura Rutledge will be on, but. I will. I'm very curious to see what this looks like because I think it can be really fun. Hell yeah! The uh, NFL I'm does a remarkable job of forward thinking and, and and prepping a younger generation. Something that 
you know, the NBA is starting to catch up on, you know, Major League Baseball with the access that they give us during the World Series. I mean, you have interviews in the dugout during the World Series. College football is is starting to come around with coaches' interviews that, you know, I'm, I'm part of in the first and third quarter. The NFL, you're not. it's not trade secrets. It's one question. I mean, it's a big part of the XFL. It's appealing to a, a, a different audience, a younger generation. And this part, along with Nickelodeon, right, during the Super Bowl, but the Toy Story aspect, that is absolute genius by the National Football League. You're, you're going to hate me here, Ian. Because I just checked to see when Toy Story came out, and it was in uh, November 1995. Yeah, there's uh, been three of them. I got that part. Yeah, but do you want to know what didn't happen yet in November 1995? Bajon Robinson, Desmond Ritter, Tyler Algier, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, all not born yet. <laughs> <laughs> all of them not born yet. But... But Calais Campbell was, so at least we go. all have that. <laughs> but you have yeah, I mean, production staff, just so you know. Uh, right. There you go. Everybody you might need to scenes. call the bullpen again, Ian. Right. I'm done. <laughs> you know what's remarkable at games in London, and, and I've, I've, done, I've called a few over there, is that you walk into Wembley Stadium, that historic holy ground of the Highlander, and you have kiosks there where you can actually bet on the soccer games yep. that are going on in Premier League. Those are covered up for NFL games. And now you think about how far we've come. How far do you believe, Michael, that we will how, – how long will it take for those kiosks to be in NFL venues sooner than later? Because I think it's coming. I mean, I live in Dallas, Texas, and, and there's 35 states along with the District of Columbia that have a, a, a legalized sports wagering. You tax the hell out of it, and Texas is so far behind right now. It's ridiculous. So is, but, so is Georgia. Yeah, amen. So is Georgia. I, so but how, I live how in Michigan. You, how long do you think that it will be? I, I don't think it's going to be very – I think it's a couple years before yeah. you have those kiosks in NFL venues as you would see at Wembley Stadium for games this weekend. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd say five years at max. Uh, because the one thing with the NFL, though, they might want to wait until every state legalizes sports gaming in order to do that, just because then you it could create inequities. But I can tell you, listen, I lived in Michigan uh, when they passed sports gaming, and the governor there, Gretchen Whitmer, ran on fixing the roads. Like, that was her thing. You know, fix the damn roads. Like, that was her thing. And you want to know what helped fix the roads? The money they made from sports gambling, that Absolutely. and schools. And that, to me, was genius and brilliant. And that's part of what we've seen in states around the country when they've added sports gaming. But you're right. The other thing that, Ian, when you go and cover games there, is you see jerseys from every, every team, team. Every and, team. <laughs> and fake teams. The amount of Bobby Boucher jerseys I saw when I was over there, and like, the amount of, like, I, I think I saw a Johnny Moxon jersey, like all of them, like bring it. Like, Johnny Moxon, hold on yeah. a minute. Mox from Varsity Blues in the whipped cream bikini? Well, well, hey, I don't want your life, okay? That's it. <laughs> I had no idea. So here's the so again going back to the, the original part of this conversation. In addition to the traditional ESPN broadcast, the alternative broadcast Toy Story Fun Day Football will present real time action between Falcons and Jaguars, experienced in Pixar's Toy Story universe. Fans of all ages 
can immerse themselves in a fully animated, I'm doing this, offering on <laughs> Disney Plus, ESP, I'm so in on this now, and on, on mobile with NFL Plus when the action of Wembley is recreated simultaneously in Andy's room? <laughs> Hell yes! <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, I've got Bama and in Stark Vegas, right? I'm heading over on Thursday. Coaches meetings Friday. Call the game. So late kick on Saturday on ESPN, ESPN Radio with Kesty Kelly Stauffer and I, Michael. And I have a flight out of Birmingham. I may have to call ESPN Travel because I think my flight leaves at like 3. I want to watch the kickoffs at what, 9 a.m.? 9.30 in the morning. Eastern, 8.30 Central. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm waking up on like three hours of sleep, and I'm, I'm diving into this. I mean, this is going to be absolutely outstanding. Forget even recording it and watching it when I get home. Now I'm doing this in real time. This is, I mean, to watch an NFL game from Andy's room, come on with it. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. In. I'm in. Hell yeah. I, w- I will tell you this. When I was talking to Bradley Pinion The child about comes it. out in all of us, right? Yeah, oh, I, well, when I was talking to Bradley Pinion, I was like, so what like Toy Story character would you be? And he thought about it, and he actually said Andy at first. I'm like, wait, you can't be Andy. You can't be the human in this. And then he back. Backtracked, and he said he'd be Buzz Lightyear because Buzz was always positive. But I was—he's yeah, but Buzz the, for a little bit was a heel. I mean, he was the bad he was. guy. Was he was? But you know, listen, punters can be heels too. Punters are people too, Ian. They Trust can be me, good I know. Bad. Well, you know what my brother does for a living. <laughs> oh, I know. I know very yeah. well that you know that. I, listen, I'm excited about this. I'm very curious to see what all of this looks like. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious who they make the dinosaur though. Like is that does that end up being Calais that's Calais Campbell, Campbell right? Like, is that Calais it's gotta Campbell? Be Campbell? Yeah, it he's seven has to foot be. two, four hundred pounds, man, <laughs> and still playing at the age of like ninety seven. I mean, yeah, he's got to be the dinosaur. And still making plays. He's like a T Rex out there. He's anyway. one sack away from a hundred. There you go. All right. Well, there's your there's your off the cuff update. And in case you didn't know, Toy Story Fun Day football is Sunday. In Atlanta, Rostin and I will be on our couches, but we'll be diving in and watching. Coming up next, the Bengals got the win, but should Joe Burrow have taken a snap? Details next on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Well, I guess that rejoin is for Joe Burrow. He just had to shake it off, right? I mean, the calf injury goes out, throws it 49 times. Jamar Chase has 12 catches for over 100 yards. And the Cincinnati Bengals avoid going 0-3, which if you go 0-3 in the NFL – 
let's put it this way. You damn near have zero chance of making the playoffs. Since 1979, six NFL teams that started 0-3 made the playoffs. One in the last 99 have made the playoffs. Uh, and that would be the 2018 Houston Texans. Michael Rothstein in for Amber Wilson, uh, suffering from technical difficulties at her palatial estate down in Florida. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And Michael, you've covered the NFL for ESPN's NFL Nation for a long time. My brother's coaching the NFL for a long time. Uh, it's hard to win on, a, on a, any, any Sunday, uh, especially on a short week. And, and like you take the Dallas Cowboys, for instance, right? You lose to the Arizona Cardinals. People are going, well, what in the hell happened to the Dallas Cowboys? How do you lose to Arizona? Well, Michael, those guys are on scholarship, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they didn't I mean, get yeah. the, the tanking memo, right? Those dudes are trying <laughs> to put good film out there. And the Cincinnati Bengals also know, guess what? You go 0-3, they know the history. They, they absolutely, and then, and then to that point, you look at Burrow, you wonder why he went out there. We just gave you the numbers. You, you damn sure knew, and he knows, that it is long odds if you start 0-3, that you're going to make the postseason. It's hard enough at 0-2, which they did last year. But 0-3 is a different animal. And you wonder why he went out there on a bum calf? Michael, I think that's the reason. That's part of it. Also, it's the division they're in. Because that division's hard. You know, Cleveland, much to my surprise, looks like they might be a good team. Now, we'll see what they look like long-term without Nick Chubb. I think Baltimore's still a good team. Pittsburgh hasn't been under 500 uh, in decades. So... You look at that and you say, okay, if you're Joe Burrow, if you're the Bengals, you have to win that game. You have to win that game. Plus, you have the extra day of rest. Plus, if this is going to be a thing, Ian, and this is one of my bigger concerns with Joe Burrow, if this is going to be a thing that he's managing all year long, at some point he has to get comfortable enough to play on it because you need him. Otherwise, your season's lost. And I, I talk to some people with the, within the Bengals, and they believe and in some ways that this is the most talented team that Joe Burrow might ever have because of the last year they was on the rookie contract. So if you're Joe Burrow, you want to play more than anything this year and every week because this might be your best shot. Yeah, and he got rid of the ball extraordinarily quickly, right? I mean, it was yeah, he threw it 49 times, and I'm still. And we'll talk to Tony Pike, former you know Cincinnati quarterback uh, for the Bearcats, and also uh, played in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers. I'm curious to see what he had to say about you know he has to say about him dropping back 49 times, but it was a quick release, you know, and, and he got it out. You know, faster than normal, but I, there's there's zero doubt in my mind that he knew the gravity of this game. And having covered him a ton when he was at LSU, I mean, I probably had him close to a dozen times in two years when he was quarterback of the Bengal Tigers, especially in that remarkable 2019 run where they that team to me was probably the best team in the last quarter century, maybe even longer in college football. When you look at all the teams they beat going to 15 and 0, I think 10 of them were ranked. At the time they played them, I mean, to run that gauntlet, well, you know, you look at the guys in the NFL, the Justin Jeffersons, Demar Chases, the Clyde Edwards Layers, you know, I mean, going down the list of guys that were on both sides of that ball, I mean, it's it's a who's who, right? But yeah. he knows, he knew how big this game was, and for him not to go out there, it would have taken an army of guys to keep him off that field. But Michael, I pose this question to you: sometimes. Does a player need to be protected from themselves? Even though he came away healthy, there's going to be a little bit wear and tear on that calf. At times, does a player need to be protected from themselves? And was last night, as Chris Canty said, and we'll hear from Canty in a moment from Unsportsmanlike, do you believe, though, that he should not have been allowed out there? No, I think he should have played. 
Because a calf's different in some ways than other body parts, as, as messed up as that sounds. But if you can manage... You can't shoot it up, yeah. Yeah, but if you can manage on the calf, like at some point, like I was saying, you have to be able to figure that out if you are Joe Burrow. And as you said, this is a very quick release both last night, but it's more of a quick release league now. Uh, I cover the Falcons. Ryan Nielsen, their defensive coordinator, was talking about this, I guess it was a week or so ago, about how it's so much harder to get sacks now because teams aren't doing five, seven-step dropbacks. They're either in the gun and getting it out right away or it's three-step and throw. And that's a lot of what we saw from Joe Burrow last night. So, to me, he had to play. But you're right in that other instances, sometimes guys need to be protected from themselves either by playing limited snaps or not at all. And I think we're starting to see that where coaches are starting to be more conservative in and getting guys back out there where, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was, rub some dirt on it. Let's get you out there. Like, you know, you're playing hard. Now it's like, you know what? This is a longer season. This is an 18-week, 17-game season. And, of course, at this point in the year, almost every team except for maybe the Bears have playoff aspirations still. So you recognize you might be playing until late January. Better to miss a week in week three or four than have to miss 16, 17, 18. He's Michael Rothstein from ESPN's NFL Nation. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio. Here's Joe Burrow on uh, how the calf felt after the game. I feel good. We, we didn't have any, any setbacks today, uh, but still, still day to day. You know, it, I've learned through this process that it, it can, you can have one at any time. So uh, it was good to, to get through this one. That means it'll be stronger for this week. Uh, so hopefully I can have a full week of practice to, to prepare for next week. Uh, so they're one and two. Chris Canty, co-host of Unsportsmanlike, every morning right here on ESPN Radio with Evan Cohen and, and Michelle Smallman. He believes it was still the wrong move for Joe Burrow to go out there. Why? Here's Canty. Jalen Hurts might not be the best Jalen on the team. Jalen Carter might just be the uh, best player on, on that team. And we're- That's not Jalen. Yeah, we're not. We'll get to Jalen Hurts coming up in a moment. Who played with flu-like symptoms? Not the first time he's played <laughs> with flu-like symptoms. But here's Canty on Burrow. I don't think they made the right move. I think you shut Joe Burrow down because the calf injury is not something that's going to get better unless you rest it. Joe Burrow didn't get rest being on his feet during practice, being on his feet in the games, and clearly not being able to have the level of mobility that he's accustomed to is only going to continue to put him at further risk. I I don't understand why the franchise makes that kind of decision with a guy that you just paid $275 million to and 220 of it being guaranteed. It just doesn't make sense. So in this instance, I guess people are going to say winning is the ultimate deodorant and the results speak for themselves. But I feel like we're just on borrowed time and we're waiting for the other shoe to drop, no pun intended, when it comes to Joe Burrow's right calf. Michael, your reaction? I get where Kenny's coming from. I completely get where Kenny's coming from. But again, like we talked about, the calf is different than a knee, different than a shoulder. Uh, it's something you have to just figure out how to manage. And listen, they, they have a buy in week seven. I just went to look up when their buy was. So their buy is kind of close to midseason. You Which had is to ideal. get right. You had to get that win, right? Like now you're on the road for two in a row. And if it's not responding well, then you can have that conversation because you're back in the conversation here. Right, you're back in the conversation for a couple of weeks. You get to that buy, even if you're what two and four at the buy, 
still manageable, can still get into the playoffs, but you were not going to get in there at 0-3 and, and potentially 0-4. It just wasn't going to happen because those things start to spiral, and I'm sorry, I don't have much confidence in Jake Browning or A.J. McCarron, who, uh, I, I mean, A.J., was, I don't know what A.J. was doing. It's, I covered him. Know. He was in the yeah. St. Louis Battlehawks in the XFL. There, I mean, yeah, there, there you go. I mean, that's, I, I think he's being coached by Anthony Beck. Like, that's where that's we correct. saw him. Like, so, uh, to me, you're not going to win games with those guys, especially because the Rams are, are not a pushover. Like, you had to win that game. And, it's that and they did. You know, they, they found a way to get it done. Jamar Chase had 12 catches for a buck 41. Joe Burrow, 26 of 49. 49 dropbacks on that calf. 259 yards, no touchdowns. He did have the pick, but bottom line is they found a way to avoid going 0-3 with his Almost a kiss of death in the National Football League when it comes to playoff aspirations. Again, if you're just tuning in, only six teams since 1979 have made the playoffs after starting 0-3. One in the last 99 have made the playoffs and starting 0-3. That would be in the Houston Texans in 2018, Michael. Yeah, that's – I mean, those are – so you're saying there's a chance. Is that hey, what you're hey, telling hey, me for the hey, Minnesota Vikings? You're hey, saying there's a chance. If you're 0-3 right now, uh, yeah, you, you might want to bring in a, a, a voodoo priestess, right, and, and start doing some voodoo dances <laughs> because you ain't got much of a shot. Coming up next, we'll talk to a former quarterback about Burrow. Tony Pike played for the Bearcats, Carolina Panthers. He's in Cincy. He knows it well. He's next here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. That last part, no injuries. That was the biggest one. Along with the W, as the Bengals avoid going 0-3, which is almost a nail in your coffin when it comes to making the postseason. Well, Michael Rothstein in for Amber Wilson. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Amber now experiencing technical difficulties, so uh, we'll, we'll, uh, she'll be back with us tomorrow night. But earlier, she and I had the chance to catch up with Tony Pike, former Cincinnati Bearcat quarterback who played with the Kelsey brothers at Cincinnati and also an NFL quarterback with the Carolina Panthers. He's based in Cincinnati, does a show in Cincinnati. And we asked him basically, well, you know, when it comes to Joe Burrow, and that calf, and throwing it 49 times, were you surprised he played every snap, Tony? Uh, I wasn't surprised he made it for every single snap. I was more surprised that they decided to have him drop back 49 times and throw the ball. I mean, this is an offense that, you know, Joe Mixon was was running four and a half yards per carry through two weeks, only getting 13 carries per week. And there's there's this doubt and there's this, this 
uneasiness around Joe Burrow, and then he drops back 49 times. So on one end, I was surprised. On the other end, to hear him say there was no real setbacks, that's a great sign moving forward for, for obviously the Cincinnati Bengals. Describe what that calf injury is like for a quarterback, especially on that plant foot. Uh, it's it's tough, and you know the, the fact that it is a soft tissue injury. You think of you know a fracture or a, an ankle sprain. You take an X-ray and an MRI, and you could probably tell, hey, it's healed up, everything's good to go. When you're dealing with the soft tissue, that's that's taking Joe Burrow's word for it. Joe Burrow's going to want to be out there regardless. So on one end, you have the doctors and, and the medical staff and coaches and some teammates, I'm sure, that were even hesitant. And on the other end, you've got Joe Burrow, but that's everything. That's power. That is, that's how you drive into a throw. That's how you set the top of your drop when you're thinking of hitching up in the pocket and driving a throw. Or you think of a defender that maybe leaks through and, and he's at your feet and you've got to now plan and get out of the pocket. Every single little movement is just another opportunity to re-aggravate that injury. So, again... The fact that he did make it throughout the game and didn't have any setbacks um, is huge at this point. Tony Pike, host of Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530 and former NFL quarterback joining us here on Amber and Ian. And Tony, I know you're not a medical doctor, but whenever I talk to former NFLers, y'all are practically medical doctors with everything that you've gone through in your careers injury wise. So explain this to me because you mentioned it's a soft tissue injury. Can soft tissue injuries that you need to use, like a calf that you need firing properly during the game, can you shoot it up with painkillers to get through the pain? What is the most likely course that Joe Burrow is using to manage this thing? I think he's just managing the pain as best he could. I, you know, I, I had a, an arm injury when I was playing collegiately, and I would get uh, shot up that, that just kind of would numb it for me because it was my non-throwing arm, so you play through the pain that way, you can't really numb up his, his leg because he needs to feel what he's pushing off. So I would imagine, in, in my opinion, from playing the position and, and watching Joe Burrow, that he's going about that and, and just playing through the pain as much as possible because you don't want to, you don't want to take into account and, and lose feeling in that lower body and how much you need to drive off and how much you need to push into a throw. Of course, you know if you watch the game, clearly – he's not comfortable pushing the ball down the field. Clearly, he's not comfortable escaping the pocket. So there are still hurdles that he has to climb, but he's going to have to manage this pain without the, the ability to take pain meds or, or anything to numb that going forward. Yeah, that Toradol shot's not going in the calf. That just ain't happening. Uh, if you can, take a look at this division right now, and what do you see in the AFC North? Uh, I, I look at a division where you can make an argument for every team to win the division and also an argument that every team has questions. You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, Deontay Johnson, Cam Hayward both out. Is Kenny Pickett the guy? I think he still has to answer that. Baltimore gets a healthy Lamar Jackson and seemingly the rest of the team gets injured. They lose to a backup quarterback at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Not a great loss. And then you have the Cleveland Browns, Arguably the most impressive so far, they lose Nick Chubb, they lose Conklin at, at, at tackle, and yet I think defensively Cleveland boasts the most problems for anyone. Look what they did to that Tennessee Titans offense and, and Derrick Henry. I can make a case for every team in the division, but every team is, is going through some sort of injury concerns, and that, that, that's no different than, than here in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, who now has to turn their, their eyes to Tennessee and Arizona and Seattle before a bye week. 
but it, it doesn't feel like in Cincinnati it's it's going to just progress past the conversation. It feels like every single week, at least for the foreseeable future, we're going to be talking about that calf and how Joe Burrow is, is pushing through it. Tony Pike, host of Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530, joining us. Tony, let's talk about this Bengals offense because I don't know how much we can judge from last night since Burrow is dealing with that calf injury. Seems like something he might be dealing with throughout this entire season. 26 of 49 passing, 259 yards, no touchdown, an interception. What did you make of the overall performance so far from this offense? Um, Well, everyone kind of throws out week one because of the weather. I thought they were, were bad through a half. Uh, against uh, the Baltimore Ravens, and I thought they did get some, mot- uh, some some momentum going in the second half. But watching this team last night, at, at this point it's the new norm going forward. Short, quick hitters, and they've got to get creative with how they spread the ball around. They, they moved Jamar uh, Chase to the slot a lot last night. It gave him a free release. I thought that was awesome from, from Zach Taylor from a game-planning standpoint. I do think you got to get Joe Mixon more involved going forward, but th- this is not the offense on paper going into the season that people had envisioned with the Cincinnati Bengals because they don't possess the down-the-field threat and they don't possess the ability to, to extend the play, which is where Joe Burrow was so elite these last couple of years. So I think they got the best trio of wide receivers in football. I think they got a great running game. It's the best offensive line Joe Burrow has had. They just don't have a quarterback at full strength, and now they've got to get creative in the way that they deploy all of these weapons to allow Joe Burrow to still get the ball out quick. And if you can't go out there and practice, Tony, I mean, you played the position, and he's not getting those rhythm reps with his wide receivers. How much does that hinder what they're truly able to do and the sensation we've seen over the last couple of years with Burrow, Chase, Higgins, and company? You know, they, they haven't done much in the preseason for the last couple of years. Joe Burrow has, for one reason or another, not been able to go in the preseason for the last couple of years. I think that, I think that, that weighs in a lot. This, this team has historically started slow, but they've started slow with a healthy Joe Burrow going into week one. Now, they didn't get any reps in the preseason. They've started slow, and I just can't imagine Joe Burrow as a full participant in every single practice. So you, you hit the nail on the head. How do you get game reps? In, in a practice setting. You can't do it. And I think that's why, paired with the injury, you're seeing throws that are missing high, throws that are missing out of bounds, no rhythm to the offense at all. All of this thing, all of these things are kind of compiling and, and making this, you know, that, that perfect storm of, man, they're going to have to rely on this defense. They're going to re- have to rely on the schedule going forward to try to survive to the bye week and ideally get Joe Burrow healthier. You mentioned there this is the best O-line that Burrow has played behind, bringing over Orlando Brown Jr. It was one of the reasons that I was so high on the Bengals as we entered this season. They allowed two sacks last night. I know Burrow, obviously, him being 100% would help his line, but what do you make so far specifically of the O-line? I think they've been really good, Uh, but I also say that with a little hesitation because of the game plan involved. This is not a team that is dropping back and, and hitching and trying to push the ball down the field. So the O-line essentially is being asked to block for two and a half seconds max. Outside of that, Burrow is just going to push the ball into the ground and live to see another play. So I love what I've seen from an offensive line standpoint protecting Joe Burrow, but the understanding that they haven't been asked to really protect on those deep, long-progressing routes. 
still does leave, okay, how improved are they? But to this point, I feel like they have, they have answered the test and, and, and are continuing to gel as a unit going forward. Bigger holy mother moment for you in the NFL weekend. Taylor Swift being in the box with, with Mama Kelsey or the fish <laughs> hanging 70 on the donkeys. Man, I didn't even know it was possible in today's NFL to drop 70 points in a game and, and have, have time at the end. If you wanted to add more, you could have. But, man, I, I got to play at UC with, with both the Kelsey brothers. You know, yep. Jason was a walk-on linebacker. Travis came in as a quarterback. I knew Travis was going to be a really, really good player. H- had you have told me that he was arguably going to be the best tight end to ever play, and not only that, if you watch an NFL Sunday, every other commercial seemingly is Travis Kelsey right now. And then I, I was like, all right, what, what's this whole, what's the whole Taylor Swift buy? What, what's going on? And then she not only shows up, she sits with his mom, and she genuinely seemed to be enjoying herself at the game. It is, it is remarkable what, what the, the Kelsey family is doing <laughs> right now. And look, he shot his shot, and, and it's paid off at this point. I, uh, I have no words for what's going on right now with, with, with that situation. It's oh, unbelievable. Hold on. So if I'd have told you, it's lottery ticket, Powerball, $1 billion, or your old teammate, Travis Kelsey, was going to have a date with Taylor <laughs> Swift, and Jason was going to be a potential Hall of Fame center, which one would you have taken? Give me the shot at the one billion or the Kelseys. Yeah, give me the Powerball, and I love the like. I, <laughs> That's I, I six hundred million I love to one about the Kelseys, <laughs> but the Powerball's got to go, man. I'm I'm in it. My favorite part about that is he's taking the six hundred million to one shot over, meaning the Kelseys were a longer shot than six hundred million to one. Tend up on a date with Swift, and in Canton. One word, damn. This is ESPN Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There's certain war of words in professional sports that I, I just don't understand. What you're about to hear is one of them. Well, Michael Rothstein in for Amber Wilson. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. You can always join us on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So, Terry Kill, Dolphins wide receiver, arguably the most explosive player in professional football, on his podcast, It Needed to Be Said, had this to say about Micah and who the real lion is. Here's Tyreek Hill, Dolphins wide out. Micah Parsons, I saw on Twitter that you said something to me. You said that I am a baby lion. Let me tell you something about that. Let me tell you something real quick, Micah Parsons. When we play you December 25th on Christmas Day, I have a present for you, my boy. I know you seen my little clip where I was blocking the DN. I'm big like that. I'm off the edge like that. So you better watch your back. You better watch your back because I'm going to blindside you. I'm going to show you that game who the real lion is. Because like I said, baby, I'm the cheater and I'm the lion. I'm the real hybrid on the field, baby. So mess with it. Big swole. Okay. 
So then Parsons <laughs> comes back on his podcast, The Edge, the Micah Parsons Show. Now we got a war of words. I can't wait for Christmas morning. Here's Parsons in retaliation. I just want to take a second on my guy, Tyreek Hill, saying he's a lion and he said he got something for me coming off the edge. Wait a minute, Tyreek. Wait a minute, Tyreek. I'm letting you know there's a big difference between me and those other guys that you coming off the edge with. Listen, Tyreek, if you come over my way and I see you coming my way, I'm sending you to the tent. I'm sending you to the sideline. You're going to say, hey, coach, I don't want nothing to do with Michael Parsons. You don't want to do that. Hey, I already said it once and I said on social media, my baby girl's getting cheetah print for for Christmas. She's getting cheetah print. Come over here to my side. My baby girl's getting cheetah print. But all of my guy. (laughs) (laughs) My girl's getting cheetah print. To the tent, by the way, means the injury tent, as we are appropriately presented by Progressive Insurance. Saving you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com or if you're trying to block Micah Parsons on the edge. So, Michael Rothstein, your reaction to the War of Words already building and we... We're in September, Coach, and this game isn't going to be played until the fat man comes down the chimney in December. Yeah, I have two reactions. One, they both want to be Lions so bad. You want to know who would want both of them? The Detroit Lions would love both of these guys. So if they really want to be Lions, just go to Detroit. I mean, it's really that simple. But I'm, yeah, I'm here spent time for in the Detroit. Ad- I have family yeah. that spend time in Detroit. And Detroit's always the early kick. And then Lions fans have a neat tums after the early kick, traditionally. <laughs> Maybe this year will be different, you know, just to get through the Thanksgiving dinner. But we're talking about Thanksgiving. Yeah. This is Christmas. But anyway, go ahead. Hey, I, but by the way, I think the Lions are actually a good team this year. I saw them on Sunday. Uh, I, I do believe they'll Hell yeah, they are. But, yeah, but the other thing, I'm here for the ejections because I think that's what's going to end up happening. These guys are going to end up doing both something stupid and both going to get kicked out of the game. Merry Christmas to both of you. Enjoy uh, the fights. Come on now. That, that's not going to happen. You, you really believe that? Yeah, you're being well, facetious. I'm being like half facetious. Uh, because these, listen, these two guys are too smart. They're too smart, and they, they are, know how but, valuable they are. Because if you get thrown out, man, you're you're also possibly getting a, a another game suspension or a half suspension or whatever. There's no way they're going to get ejected. But I do love the war of words. I mean, it's it's, inter- well, it's entertaining. I, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Maybe they don't get ejected, but I imagine there'll be uh, an unnecessary roughness penalty and a fine coming down. I, because here's the thing. And if you're the league office, maybe I'm, I'm being the wet blanket here, right? The cold blanket of reason. But if you're the league office, what are you paying more attention to during that game now? Everything involving those two guys because they've both basically threatened to put each other in the medical tent. And what's the one thing the NFL wants no part of? Premeditated injuries, Ian. And they're both threatening it. War of words or not, they've now put themselves in a position where the NFL is going to be looking at them in that game specifically very, very closely. He's Michael Rothstein, ESPN's NFL Nation. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And, and I, I, this is one of those things uh, for – look, if you think that this is going to die down by December, you're mm-hmm. wrong. Both these guys <laughs> have got that one circled on the calendar. And, again, I don't know how it started. I mean, I guess Micah called him a, a, a baby lion or whatever. And 
it escalated and Tyreek, you know, kind of comes back. And then Micah, as you heard him saying, my baby's going to be wearing cheetah print. I mean, I'm going to put you in the tent. This one is one that is not going to go away. And I wouldn't be surprised if every other week you hear a jab from one (laughs) at the other. Because that's uh, these guys are two alphas. And they're two of the best at their craft. And this one is not going to die down come Christmas Day, which makes it that much more entertaining when it comes to ratings and attention and everything else. Again, it's September, and these two don't get after it and swap paint until Christmas Day. That's a long way off, and I'm kind of fascinated to see how this whole thing escalates leading up to that. It will be very, very interesting, although you have to do wonder at some point if Mike McDaniel and Mike McCarthy – a lot of Mike Mix in there yeah. are going to yeah. be like, listen. Good point. Calm down. Chill. Because, again, it goes back to what I said before. If one of them does get ejected, if one of them does lose their cool, and let's not pretend we haven't seen football players lose their cool before and swing helmets and you know do stupid things because it's a very intense competitive environment, competitive atmosphere. That, to me, would be a major concern because I'll tell you this. I think Miami is a legit Super Bowl contender. Yep. Dallas, what happened to them against Arizona aside, looks like a legitimate Super Bowl contender oh, in the he, NFC. Now, see, hold up on that one. They have to prove it to me. I said this I, before I said, the season. I, I said they yeah. look like it. Yeah. I'm not I, saying they're the favorite. I'm saying they're no. a contender. They have to prove to me when the stage is grand, right, that yeah. they are able to – survive in advance. I have not seen that from them. I haven't seen it from Miami either, but Miami, at least right now in the grotesque early evaluation, looks the part. But San Fran has been there and done it, gotten to an NFC Championship game with this particular group. Philadelphia has gotten to the Super Bowl with this particular group, albeit two new coordinators, right? Dallas hasn't. Miami still hasn't, but at least Miami does look the part right now. They, they do, but I'm just – I didn't say they're going to get there. I'm just saying these are both two Super Bowl contenders that – and we're also talking about maybe the best players on each of those teams. Can't Agreed. lose those guys. You just can't lose those guys. I will say this, though. Watching Micah Parsons chase Tyreek Hill around, if that somehow happens, I'll pay to watch that. I'll pay to watch that all day. Put him in a su- – you remember well, superstars, him, Ian? Right? Remember superstars like from the 80s? Like the, the multi-faceted oh, yeah. event? Yeah. Give me yeah. the two of those guys in that in the offseason, and I will pay to watch that. You ever seen that uh, that, that that show that is uh, based out of England, uh, Tag? Have you ever not, watched Tag? I have not It, it was on ESPN tag. The Ocho. Give me Tyreek Hill and Micah in a game of Tag in that cage, and that would be absolutely – Thoroughly entertaining. By the way, this weekend, the Bills are a home two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Dolphins and the Dallas Cowboys, a seven-point favorite at home against the New England Patriots. Sometimes Vegas might know more than the rest of us. He's Michael Rothstein. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. Coming up the next hour of the program, one of the remarkable stories of one of the best corners in all of college football. You'll hear it coming up the next hour right here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80.